Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Okay. Hey, everyone. We've got another episode of the Divine Feminine Revolution. I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Sharon Koshi, who's a soul-led parent coach. I'll just let you kick it off with a little brag intro. Tell us about all the amazing things you do. Uh, Well, I am a soul-led life and parent coach and really my zone of genius is to bring people back home to themselves mm. um, and kind of take it out, take out the words, right? Coming back to feelings, to the vibration of who you are, to the core of who you are and how that feels. And then from there, creating what you want. I love that, you know, vibration is kind of the creative force behind it all, right? <laughs> Absolutely, because everything is energy right? Like when you break everything down, everything is energy. And even when we communicate, we communicate energetically too. Like we use so many words, but we really communicate energetically. Like when you think about when we communicate with babies or animals, right? It's all energetic. It's not with the words, you know, they don't understand the words. Like like if a, like a really small baby, I'm going to change your diaper. You have a poopy diaper. They don't understand. They're like, whatever. You have to soothe them. You have to be attuned to how they're feeling to get them to quiet down. Otherwise, they're just not going to receive what you have to give if you're not on the same wavelength to them. I remember that when my daughter was little, it's like so powerful to be in wordlessness. And we were just talking about that in the green room. Um, So like, how did you start on this journey? That's a great question. So I've always been really... I guess, spiritual or what they call woo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have three children. So my oldest is 15 now. So when I had him, I really noticed that when kids come into the world, they're just so open and they're just so loving, right? And they take everything in and they look at everything with awe and wonder. And I'm like, whoa, I don't really know any adults who look at the world that way, right? Like, that's amazing. Right. And it's like, I wanted to preserve that in him. And I knew the only way to do that was to go on my own journey to find that for myself. Otherwise, I couldn't really help him do that because, you know, I didn't even know who I was and I didn't look at the world that way. And I learned early on that what we embody for our children is what they learn, not what we say. So we can say a lot of things, but if we're not actually doing it and we're not showing it to them, they're not going to do it. They're going to do what we do, not what we say. That is so true. And that's such a kicker for people. I see that a lot as my background as a psychologist, because uh, people can like really shower their kids with love, 
but kids just imitate what we do, right? So that is like the ultimate mirror to what's happening. My daughter the other day just said to me, um, I feel like you're only nice to people on the internet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, ouch, the ultimate call out, right? I'm going to do a post on that soon. Um, but you know, there are such powerful mirrors and I see this so much. I work with a lot of you know, like millennial and younger age um, people. And they're a lot of times so much wiser than their parents. And so I think with an authoritarian parent style, um, you're just missing out on learning from your kids. And especially these kids coming in, I feel like they have superpowers and they really are truth tellers, whether you want to hear it or not. Absolutely. I really feel like all the children that have been coming into the world, I would say the last decade, probably maybe even a decade and a half, maybe even two decades, like they're really, really attuned to what's going on and they're here to shift the planet and like they know what's what. And they won't put up with your bullshit. Yeah, they will call you out. That shit. They'll call you out on it. (laughs) They're like, hello. I don't know what you're talking about, but that doesn't work for me. Okay. I was like, uh, well, my internet people don't like wake me up several times in the middle of the night, so I can never get a good night's sleep. (laughs) Apparently, why I'm nice to them. (laughs) Um, And that's the kicker, right? Like, we forget, (laughs) really, it all comes back to us, right? Like, when we get upset with anybody in our lives, but especially our children, it's not about what they're doing, it's about how we're feeling. Like, either we feel inconvenienced, or we don't want to be bothered, or we're tired, or like, and a big, a big one that I see often is that we as adults are so uncomfortable with our own feelings that when they express their feelings, we're like, what is that? Like, stop crying. I don't know what that is. You need to stop because I can't handle it. Instead of being able to hold space for that, right? Like it really is a skill to hold space for someone to let them process whatever they're processing in the way that they process it. I totally get that. And, you know, my background is a psychologist. So I've got the therapy vibes. I've told my daughter, like, it's no good to cry. And then she'll be like having a meltdown after school for like half an hour. And I'll be like on a call or something. And I'm like, can you stop? And she'll be like, but mom, you said crying was good. And I'm like, it is good. But like <laughs> half an hour Not now, <laughs> my nervous system can't take it. So I love that you're a parenting coach because wow, like what a tough job. I know for me, you know, we were talking about like these sort of superpower kids that came in, um, you know, in some of the spiritual traditions that I follow, they really talk about how through 2012 was like the end of, we sort of circled around the universe and we're really in a new dimension. And it's almost like we're starting over with the count, right? Like, so 2013 was like kind of this in-between, which that's the year my daughter was born. And then, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, we're like in year five or six. Um, And so that's why this world has gone through like such a huge dramatic change. And so I think the kids that have come in into this new world, like they really are a totally different energy. And so like old school parenting and like power and control, like does not work with them. (laughs) Yeah, totally doesn't. I even think, um, you know, even like when we label things like autistic or on the Mm -hmm. spectrum, or even some of the stuff in terms of mental illnesses, Mm -hmm. like we like to label things when they're different, when when they're not part of the norm. And I think all of the stuff that's coming through is for us to slow down and just really like, let me see this person and communicate with them and be with them in a way that 
they need to be, you know, communicated with, like be with them, like actually be with them. They don't have to be like me and I just need to be there. It's about connection, right? We've lost that as people. Like we're so busy doing, 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 doing all the things, all the things, let me fit in 30,000 things in one day. And our, our nervous system is always like stressed out because we're trying to fit in so much, you know, in one day. And just parenting alone, if you're really with the child all day, it's just like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, what now? I feel that. I love that the New Zealanders, their word for autistic is actually multidimensional. And so I think it's interesting. You have to kind of look when there's like a trend that's happening um, like more and more people, you know, present like they're on the spectrum, like then that just becomes like the new normal. And like, like you're saying, like, what does that teach us? And I think you're right. Like it is about like slowing down and being in the present, which I think is a struggle for like so many people. Absolutely. Cause we've been conditioned to do the opposite, you know, just the TV, all the things that they occupy our time with. You know, I grew up with the television, right? All always on and yeah. kind of like a babysitter. Like that's how my parents raised me because that's all they knew. That's okay. They didn't know any better. But, you know, so when we keep busy all the time, our mind is so used to being busy. Mm-hmm. So when we stop and sit in stillness, it feels like, what is this? I don't know. I feel like I need to get up, <laughs> you know, all that energy. Yeah, my um, parents introduced meditation about the time that I was a teenager, and it was very jarring for me in the sense that, um, well, like family time spent in silence, (laughs) you know, but I'm like so grateful to it. And even nowadays, I still like rebel inwardly doing my mindset work or just going into stillness because I think we have so much programming that like busy equals like worth or that, you know, like our power is in doing. And so for me, when I got into sort of the pleasure-based business aspect of it, I'm like, whoa, whoa, like less is more. (laughs) And it really rekindled that sense of like, you know, magic is possible and that we can really create through non-doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much power in stillness and things just kind of magically happen if we allow for it because we're not connected with our mind we're connected with our energy and then we pull things towards us that we want and we don't have to work so hard mm. <laughs> and especially like like for women i think we wear so many different hats right and nobody really talks i mean they talk about it like not out in the open they talk about it with friends like, like I did all these things and I can't believe like blah 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 is not helping me or I don't have support or all these like we do a lot of things right and we're able to process a whole lot and we don't give ourselves enough credit for that mm-hmm. and we expect to put more on our plate you know even though we're doing all these things already and I think a woman's intuition is just so spot on when we allow for it And I think one of the big things that us as women have to do is just really own our power. You know, like one of the things that had come to me when I was meditating was how powerful women are, right? Like we don't, we don't use our voice enough, even when it comes to our own children, like, but that child grew inside us, right? And so intuitively 
we built those cells in our body and we kind of know the direction intuitively where humanity is going. And instead of speaking up for that, right, we keep quiet, even though we feel it in our body. We're like, no, don't treat him or her that way. Don't talk to them like that. That's not what they need. And then we get caught up in what culture and society tells us and we hold back on that. But intuitively we know. And I think it's really time for us to step into that because for millennia we've been, you know, held back and we were treated as property, children, women and children, right? And so that's just there in ourselves too, passed on from generation to generation. But now it's time for us to step into our power and really own that intuitiveness so that we can shift into this new way of being that comes from love, that comes from nurturing where everybody wins. Nobody has to lose. Everybody wins. I love that so much. And, you know, that's a big part of in my Fearless Feminine Academy, we talk about like overcoming the fears of visibility. And I think for women, it's so revolutionary to be seen and heard. And yet it's also like terrifying because in past lives or in current life issues, you know, we've been objectified and we've been silenced and dismissed, you know? And so to me, that's why I think the divine feminine revolution in my mind is really about like women coming forward to change the world. And so it's exactly like you say, and there's so much power. And yet I think to be a powerful woman in society, like that itself is scary because it's kind of taboo to be in your power. Hopefully that's changing. Yeah, absolutely. It's really scary you know, and we have to, we have to work on ourselves and feel safe in our nervous system and start doing it because that is what will shift everything. Right. And people are conditioned for it to look a certain way and for it to be a certain way. And even the word power, I think it feels so ugly the way power has been used and it doesn't have to power is not an ugly thing. It can be really used for good things where people are not manipulating and using it to hurt people. It doesn't have to be something that hurts people. It can be for the benefit of everybody. And I think that when women rise up and really own their powers, we could do that. That's beautiful. And I I love that phrase you said about like everybody can win. And I think that is the um, cooperative healing kind of consciousness that is more the feminine energy that's like it's mama vibes you know like taking care of everyone and we can share everyone's okay and everyone gets heard and everybody you know has their thing that they want and need and you know I think um just releasing this like obsession with power over and violence and war and control and all these things like as soon as we women can rise up and also our divine masculine men um, and, you know, however you identify, you know, all to like raise up to like birth this like new world that has a totally different paradigm where like, you know, shocker, we just don't hurt each other. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think when women rise up, because both men and women, right, no matter what gender you are, you have both masculine and feminine energy, right? And I think the way society is set up, men turn away from their feminine energy. And it's, which is ironic because then they're in relationship with the feminine creatures. Like, so if you are not attuned to your feminine side, how can you possibly relate to somebody who's primarily feminine? Like you can't, right? And then I think that also causes the discord and the anger and the, the you know, the power struggle. And so when we shift that, we can also shift it in the boys 
you know, in, in who become men, because like I have three boys. So all three of my children are boys. Mm-hmm. They don't come into the world without feelings. They're very, very much have feelings. You know, it's not like they don't have them. So it's like they learn, they're taught and they're told you can't have your feelings. You can't show your feelings. That's not what a man does and whatever. I can't even imagine because I'm not a man, but you know, so I don't know exactly what men are told, but I can see that a lot of men are not attuned to their feminine side, their emotions, um, the nurturing aspect of doing things like that, because they just were not allowed to express that. And it's important for all of us, whether male or female, to be able to get in touch with that divine feminine side as well. Because that's the way the divine masculine will come about. Yeah. And I think we do the biggest disservice to men and women and all people by sort of hatred of femininity in our men in particular, you know, because we equate like masculinity with like violence or power and control. And, you know, that is a super toxic, destructive, violent (laughs) definition, you know, and so, um, and it hurts men, you know, and then, the violent men go and hurt other men and women, you know? And so it's obviously like such a big um, paradigm shift that's happening. And so it's so nice to see, you know, empowered women like yourself raising boys because it's like this generation's gonna get to be fully expressed, you know, which is what we want as women. And we also want that for our men, you know, that they can fully express in their, all their levels of emotion, you know, not just anger or or frustration or violence. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we all want to, you know, feel like we matter and that we're seen. And we can't do that if we're not completely 100% ourselves, if we hide aspects of ourselves. Yeah, totally. Um, So tell me a little bit about your story. Like, how did you get into all of this? Give me a little bit of the before and after. So like I said, I started when I had my son. So I started exploring different spiritual modalities and just kind of grew from there. Um, I realized it's part of my passion and my purpose to... Uh, not only help my son, but help other people. Because when we feel whole, when we are all, when we are able to express ourselves uh, fully, because that's why we're here. Like you know, I truly believe that each and every one of us has a purpose, right? The divine did not put us here as a mistake. It was not some kind of fluke. I mean, if you just think about how, you know, getting pregnant and just keeping the pregnancy the entire pregnancy, you know, that's not it's not necessarily an easy thing, right? Like the statistics show you that, yeah. So if you're still here, (laughs) you have a purpose, right? Like there's a reason you're here and nobody else knows that except you and the divine, right? And everybody has their own path. And for me, I know when people tap into their voice and they feel empowered to be fully themselves and they express themselves that way, then that'll shift the world, right? Because people who are truly happy, they're not out to hurt other people, Mm -hmm. you know? they want to help other people too. And so that's kind of what it grew into when I started finding my own path. And I'm like, wow, I really want to help other people do this, not just my kids, right? I want to leave this world a better place than it was when I'm here, you know, not only for the future generations of my family, but for all of humanity, because I love humans. Everybody deserves to be happy. (laughs) Yeah. And on the flip side of that, like in my background as a psychologist, um, I've worked with, I used to work at a holistic treatment center. And so we would work with people who were suicidal and I've had clients who have had suicide attempts and who've even had like lethal 
suicide attempts and have lived and have had multiple of these. And so we'd have to get real honest and just be like, Hey, like, I know part of you wants out, but like, you're here for a reason and it's, your life is important and you're here to serve in some powerful way that they won't let you go, (laughs) you know? And so I feel like that's a big piece of what's missing for a lot of young people and just people in general is not knowing what their purpose is. Or I was just talking about this with a client today, like just being willing to like try stuff. You know, I think that's growth mindset. Like I may not know what my purpose is, but like, what am I into? Like, can I just try something and be okay if it's not the thing? Yeah. Well, and I think that, that again, that's something that we're conditioned to believe, right? Like you have to get it right or like, don't waste your time kind of thing. Um, And I think that we need to approach life very childlike, right? Not childish, but childlike in terms of, well, let me see how this works for me. Let me see this feels good or not, right? Like, even in my own business, like, and I'm sure you've experienced it too, you try things and then you don't know if you actually like it until you do it. It sounds great in your head until you actually do it, right? And then you're like, mm, I don't really like that so much. You know, maybe that's not my way. You know, and if we can just treat everything like childlike and well, let me try it and see how it is, right? And then we go from there instead of being like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> that's not my way. Oh, it's impossible. (laughs) You talk about in your work, like really being able to like reignite the flame. And so like, I definitely have seen people where it feels like their flame has gone out. I don't know if that's really truly possible, but they just feel so lost that like, they don't, they're missing out on the vitality or the motivation, or even just like the focus and concentration, like hello, depression symptoms, you know, to like kind of go for it. Um, so like, what do you do to kind of um, ground people and, and kind of get them back in touch with like their truest essence? I would say the first thing that I would ask people to do is really just, just accept where you are. Like, don't make yourself wrong wherever you are right now. So great. And as soon as you do that, like, you just feel a big, okay, (laughs) right? Like when you really accept where you are without making yourself wrong, then you can feel whatever's actually there, what might be coming up for you. And maybe that's sadness. Maybe that's, you know, the trauma that's coming up that you have to deal with, or maybe it's just, you just need to rest because you've been in fight or flight for so long. You just need to just rest for a little while until you make your next move. But once you accept fully where you are with no judgment, then you can take the next step and just making yourself right wherever you are right now. Because you can't do life wrong. You cannot do life wrong. If you approach life that every single decision I make is the right one, that also is like a huge, (sighs) yeah, you cannot make a mistake, (laughs) right? Life is like a GPS. If you're going in the wrong direction, the universe is going to redirect you, redirect, (laughs) redirect, right? You cannot get it wrong. And if you truly accept that and you're just like, I, every single decision I make is the right one. Everything that's going on is perfect, right? For me, like there are no mistakes. Then it's like, oh, cool. What do I do now? <laughs> you know, 
And that is like the ultimate manifestation hack, right? Because we think we're, uh, you know, making things happen by thinking a lot, but a lot of times we're just overthinking it and we're introducing resistance and kind of just spinning out, you know? So I love that you really talk about like vibrational transformation, which is one of my favorite topics. So you do like Reiki, light language, activations, um, all kinds of things. So tell us a little bit about how did you get into that and share some of your wisdom? I got into that really like uh, I just started experimenting. So like the thing, first thing I did was like Reiki and then it just kind of expanded from there. And so what I realized is that, um, you know, my superpowers and the wordlessness and I'm a trans, like I transmit energy, even when I speak, even though I'm speaking, I'm transmitting a lot of energy. Right. So when I do portraits or when I do Reiki or when I do light language, I'm really just transmitting the energy that changes the vibrational frequency and, you know, transforms and transmutes. And, you know, just the the experiences that people have and the shifts that occur, like, it's really, it's really phenomenal, you know, and I just followed the nudges. That's really honestly all I did. And it's not easy to do. So I can sit here, I can say that it sounds, it is, it sounds really simple, but the way we're conditioned, it's not easy to follow, but it literally is. Like I get this little nudge, oh, just try that, right? And then I just kind of expanded and then I refined it. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't like, that doesn't feel good, but that does feel good, you know? And just, just keep going and experimenting really. So I'm a Reiki master as well. And that was definitely like such a huge part of my spiritual awakening. And um, I, I was actually a grad student at the time. And so for me, like psychology and energy work really fused. And I, a lot of times with my trauma clients will say like, Hey, like we can go through the really hard work of like reliving this experience and we can clear it. Um, however, (laughs) you know, you could just go like lay on a table with some crystals and listen to pretty music and like have this like beautiful energy, just kind of like lift all that stuff off of you. And so for me, (laughs) my own personal, like Reiki and energy work, both giving and receiving has been like so powerful. Um, but if people don't know like what Reiki or light languages are, like, tell us a little bit about what that means for someone who may not have heard of that before. So it really is just energy that, and it's not like I'm, I'm directing it. I'm just sending it. I'm, I'm basically a channel. Um, and I send it to the person and the energy does what it needs to do, right. Mm -hmm. To the capacity that the person is able to receive it to the capacity that the person is willing to do it because we're all in charge of what we let in and out of our fields. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is not responsible for that, mm-hmm. right? So um, the energy does what it needs to do. So with Reiki, like with light language, it'll be when I speak it, right? So they'll listen to it and they'll feel the vibrations. With Reiki, it's just really sending it. Um, and if you do it in person, it can be you know right there in front of you and you can even send a distance, which is amazing. But what the, the energy does what it needs to do and transforms what it needs to transform for the person in the cellular on an energetic level. And it's amazing. Speaking of energy, someone just busted in the room here. You're not going to talk back to me. Uh-uh. I'm going to sit here. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> talk about a force of nature. 
<laughs> oh, she loves that's like her favorite thing to do is to hijack a live and or a podcast so um, of course she sees you do it so she wants to do it too she's like this is, this is what mama does I know she's I want to be so- just like mama <laughs> oh she's gonna have her own episode but that's real life it's real life it is and I think that's what's so powerful for women when they have their own business is that like you can do it all you know and I think under the old paradigm it's hard to do it all even though we get told like we should (laughs) you know but when it really is life on your terms like it doesn't have to be separate like it all can blend I don't have to be the mom and the business owner and the psychologist the coach whatever you know we get to just be all one which is like ultimately the goal of the divine feminine right so absolutely yeah like so what kind of transformations do you see for people and I'm like tempted to put you on the spot if you're cool with it like I'm sure our audience would love to hear some light languages I know that's maybe something that you have to get in the vibe for so like feel free to tell me no we'll edit that part out but (laughs) what kind of transformations do we see with those kind of things um some people have money coming to them. Some people go on journeys and they discover different aspects of themselves. Um, different people feel energy shifting. So pain will shift um, mm-hmm. or disappear depending on what it is. They'll feel more open. They feel more calm. Like I did a light language in a group um, after the ex- uh, the election mm-hmm. that night actually. And, you know, like a lot of people were saying, oh, wow, that's amazing. I feel so much calmer and it felt so stirred up earlier and whatever. So, you know, like it just brings you back to center and it gives you what you need. So it's, it's amazing. Like some of the stuff that people said, I went on our journey and I went to this place and I heard these people and I saw these visions and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. I know it's a great thing about energy work is it's like self-correcting and it's coming through you. And so like, it's just about being receptive, you know, which I know in a lot of the pleasure-based business communities, it's all about like, oh, like I've got to be in my feminine and like receive. So as someone who channels and someone who receives, like any tips on how to do that? Just be open. And again, it starts with acceptance, right? And not overthinking it. So I, for, for me, I noticed in the past, I'd be like, I'm so tired. I can't channel. It's going to take all my energy, (laughs) that kind of stuff. And then I'm I'm like, no, I'm channeling the divine. It's not my energy. I don't need to do anything. I just need to be the vessel. I need to take care of my body temple for sure. Right. But there's nothing I need to do. I just need to be, which means I accept everything that comes through me, not second guessing it. Like, does that sound weird? Is that working, you know, and that comes with just practicing it again and again and again and allowing myself to be the vessel. So just accepting and allowing yourself to trust what's coming through and allow it to come through, I think is the biggest thing. I love that so much because, um, I was channeling for years, uh, but didn't know that's what it was or (laughs) wouldn't have called it that. And, um, in those moments, like as a baby therapist, you know, like, in training, they just put you in a session and you're being videotaped and then you're supposed to like kind of say something inspiring or wisdom based. And, and I always just knew what to say. And it was because it wasn't really me saying it, it was just being, you know, clairaudient and 
kind of coming through. And so I think sometimes people have fear around channeling. I know I was kind of raised a bit with some fear around it. And so it like kind of blocked me from really like surrendering fully. But I think a lot of us are channeling when we're working with clients or sometimes when we're with our kids or when we just like say that one really beautiful, perfect, powerful thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we all have the capacity to do it. Um, I just think that some of us are more open than others to receive it. But I really do think that all of us are empathic and very intuitive in varying degrees. So it's just a matter of what we're allowing to come in, quite honestly. I don't think anyone was, we're not more special or, Mm -hmm. no. I think that some of us are meant to do this work, Mm -hmm. right? And so it just maybe comes more naturally because we're supposed to do it that I think we all have the capability to do it. Cause that's why kids are so spot on. They'll look at you and they'll call you out on your bullshit in a moment. They're like, this is what's going on. Like what now? And you're like, did you just do that? Like, seriously? (sighs) (laughs) Absolutely. So like if we can kind of, I mean, crazy times in this world. And I think, you know, (laughs) like you were saying the acceptance piece, like, we're all where we're supposed to be right now, even if it kind of feels like a shit show sometimes. Um, But like, what do you think is really happening like energetically on the planet? And like, you know, this is such a huge, I think like moment where like the earth is going through a big, you know, rebirth, uh, portal, you know, paradigm shift, whatever you want to call it um, into a whole new world. So what do you think is to come? Like, how do you make sense of it? What do you see for the world moving forward? Um, well, I see a lot. I, all the paradigms are a lot of them are shifting in my opinion, you know, and you kind of have to go through the minutia to get to the other side of it. It's kind of like giving birth an actual life, right? Like the birthing process is fucking messy. It's bloody, uh, it's all these things. But on the other side of it, you get a beautiful baby, <laughs> right? So I think all the paradigms that we're in, whether we're talking about money or we're talking about relationships, um, we're talking about relating to one another's people, those things have to shift into more of a loving vibration. Mm. And that'll also help us connect to the earth because I think we've taxed the earth and she can no longer take it. You know, and you know, and I equate that, you know, what came to me um just a while ago was um when we strip mother earth it's like stripping an actual human mother right when you deplete her of time and energy and you don't allow for her to replenish right she's gonna sound bitchy she's like there's no choice because she's being fucking depleted like she's just not being fed so we're depleting mother earth and she needs for us to give back to her and we can't do that if we're always stripping you know um stuff away from her and so I think the paradigm shifting is to help us do that because otherwise basically mother earth needs to wipe us all out and reset. And yeah. so I think all this paradigm shifting is to stop that. That's what I was going to say is like, you know, I think mother earth will survive with or without us, you know, everybody's worried about the earth, like, you know, and I think that's a great awareness to have, you know, maybe spun into like um, honoring her more than worrying per se. But like, yeah, I think we need to like worry about our own survival, you know, and really like look at um, how can we have a more like sustainable version of humanity. Yeah. And I was reading a book and I thought um, what I read was really beautiful. Like, um, 
if we look at ourselves, like if we look at traditional religions like Christianity or other uh, religions, it's it's like we got punished. And so we got put on the earth to walk the earth. And so now we have to do all these heavy things and, you know, life has to be hard. But when you look at ancient cultures, right, they look at it as we're caretakers of the earth, right? So this is kind of like a blessing that's been bestowed upon us as these higher level beings to work with the earth, right? To honor her and then she honors us, right? So it's like a symbiotic relationship, you know, like anything else, what you put in is what you get out, right? Everything is, you know, it's the macro of the micro, you know, everything, it, it works together. It's everything is the same. If you look at all the ways things are, yeah, I think that's so powerful. And, you know, I think it's like honoring on all the levels, like honoring ourselves, honoring our partners, honoring our family, honoring our communities, our society, you know, all the way out through like Mother Gaia. Um, and, and when we treat with like honor and respect, you know, that really in my mind is like the balance of the masculine and the feminine is um, the giving and the receiving together and like um, in you know, perfect balance. So, uh, anything else you want to say? I'm like, so vibing with this deep conversation, like anything else you want to kind of share with us? Um, I'll do a little light language. Yeah. Yeah. Driving probably like maybe, um, yeah, don't do it if you're, yeah. (laughs) You don't want you to go on a journey because you might. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> well, well, thank you for honoring us with that. You're welcome. Um, okay. So if you're comfortable, close your eyes. And if you're not comfortable, just focus on a point in the room. And we'll start by focusing on our breath. So take a deep breath in. And breathe out. Take another deep breath in. And breathe out. Take one more deep breath in and breathe out. And I just want to process that when you hear the light language, if you feel like you need to move your body or if you feel like you need to get up and dance, do whatever your body tells you to do. Trust your body. Your body knows what you need to do to move the energy. So don't sit there if you don't feel like you should sit there, do whatever your body needs to do. So um, I'd like you to focus on your heart. And I want you to, in your mind's eye, bring in something you're very grateful for. Now, when you bring that into your mind's eye, feel the gratitude in your heart. I'm so grateful. I am so grateful. And I want you to take that feeling that's in your heart and I want you to expand that gratitude and make it even bigger. I'm so grateful. I'm so, so grateful. And I want you to make it even bigger and I want you to make it as big as you can to cover your body and your energy field, that feeling of gratitude, that feeling of yumminess. I'm so grateful. 
I'm so, so grateful. I'm going to begin to do the light language in a moment. Stay in that feeling, stay in that yumminess, and just receive. Askartia Take a deep breath in and breathe out. Take another deep breath in and breathe out. Take one more deep breath in and breathe out. And slowly bring yourself back into the room and open your eyes when you are ready that was so powerful thank you for honoring that honoring us with that sound and it, it struck me like it's happened to me at many different like rituals or ceremonies it's just this like ancient knowing and recognition of this thing that your just soul knows so that's right that's exactly what life language is it's a universal language the vibrational frequency it's beyond so your mind <laughs> yeah and talk about like instant like grounding which I know I needed today uh so I mean thank you for getting visible with that and doing it on the fly like I think that's really um such a gift that you gave us so thank you and I also thank just you. want to hug you because um you did an abundance activation for me um where you took a photo and kind of photo collaged it um based on your own um you know, channeling of wisdom. And then that photo actually became the inspiration for my graphic designer in Birmingham, the, the cover for this podcast. Um, so definitely want to applaud awesome. her for doing a great job and for you for providing the initial activation. And so may it reach all the people that need to hear this information and um, that are part of this divine feminine revolution that's happening all around us. So um, tell yeah. us, how can we work with you? Uh, how, you know, how can we find you? Like, tell us all the details. 
Uh, well, I'm on Facebook. I also have a Facebook group called the Unlocked Life with Sharon Koshi. I'm also on Instagram, not as much though, but so I'm primarily on Facebook. I don't have my website up yet. I'm just basically on Facebook as of right now. So if you want, join my group. If you see, we want to see if you vibe with my vibes and how I work and all the things. I love it. Go hire her, get your abundance activation on. And, you know, I think it's more than just money, right? It's about like maximum purpose and impact and, you know, it's abundance in all areas. It's not yeah. just money, you know, because we can have all the money in the world, but if we don't feel good, what's the point? <laughs> exactly. Feeling good is definitely the key to it. And I feel like it's just so powerful to share an activation like that because it immediately like draws you into the feeling of it. And I think you can't like think your way into those feelings. It's just like you can't experience that happens and you know, something gets like woken up. So, (laughs) and that's what the portrait does, right? Like it's this visual meditation Mm -hmm. because I think we can also get into our heads with all this stuff on meditation now, like I'm not doing it right. And I'm thinking about it. So it's like really cool because you could just stare at it and you're meditating because you're looking at something and you're just feeling and you're opening up. Right. So that's the really cool thing. I think about it. I love that because my human design, my Ajna is defined. And so it makes me like a great um, pattern finder. And I love like knowledge itself, but it makes it like a little quieter or a little more difficult to go like into the silence. And so I love meditations that are like guided or active or whatever to kind of still be able to like keep the energy moving but like Reiki even was something that was really powerful for me to um have like something I'm doing while I'm being um right right yeah so I think that that's a great alternative for people if you have a hard time quieting your mind there's I mean anything can be a meditation right if you're in the right yeah yeah absolutely well, I can definitely feel your power and the transmission that's come through, even just talking with you, but certainly with the light languages as well. And so thank you so much for being on the show. And I'm definitely going to be joining your group if I'm not already in it. Just thank, thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. This is awesome. Yeah. Thank you for being you and sharing your really powerful message. I, I hope that it's, you know, awakening the people that are listening to this. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.